Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, a reaction podcast coming off of Canelo Alvarez's win uh, yesterday in Guadalajara, Me Guadalajara, Mexico, excuse me, at Estadio Akron in Guadalajara. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, was hoping to do video stuff, but the setup's not perfectly set up just yet, so we will uh, we'll get there eventually, though. And uh, yeah, going. This is the first of three reaction podcasts coming out today. Going to do this one. Going to react to WWE Backlash, and then going to react to UFC 288. So uh, a lot to get to. Let's get right into it. Um, we begin obviously with Canelo Alvarez as he picks up the win over John Ryder. It was a unanimous decision victory. Uh, the scorecards 120-107 and then two give uh, Canelo Alvarez 118-109 and 118-109. So he's the winner by unanimous decision. And I feel like Canelo in this one is the victim of expectations because a lot of people were saying coming into this fight that he's starting to slip a little bit. He lost the fight to Bivol at 175 pounds, then a very forgettable fight against Gennady Golovkin last September. So now he comes into this fight against John Ryder, who relatively unknown coming into this one. And so the thought is, Alvarez is, if Alvarez isn't washed, then he's going to run through this guy. And I think a lot of people were assuming that it was going to be uh, by way of knockout. And it, look, it certainly looked like it was going to be in the fifth round when he dropped him. That there, I would have lost a lot of money saying like, yeah, of course he's going to be knocked out at some point here. But he wasn't. Um, John Ryder, very tough. You know I rule, if we're talking about how tough a guy is, probably means he got his ass kicked. And he did. And that is where the expectations for Canelo, I think, go against him in this particular bout. Because everyone now is talking about, man, if he fights that way against Bivol, he's going to lose. He fights that way against Benavidez, he's going to lose. There was exactly zero moments in this fight where it looked like Canelo was going to lose this fight. He was in complete control essentially the the entire time. Ryder had a couple of moments where, oh, hey, look at that, an uppercut landed, but you were never in concern for Canelo Alvarez. This was complete dominance from Canelo the entire way, but that was expected. It was almost like what was expected was like abnormal dominance. Like he just comes in there and it's like Mike, Mike Tyson's punch out and he just like punches him through the opening at Estadio Ak Akron in Guadalajara. Like, I don't know, aside from knocking out a guy who apparently is extremely tough, I don't know what more Canelo could have done. He was coming forward the entire fight. He was landing shots with purpose. Um, he was landing to the body. He dropped the guy. He had him busted open. Dude was leaking so much that when Canelo would hit him in the head and then hit him in the body, there was a blood splatter from all the blood that landed on Canelo's glove, and then he transitioned it down to the guy's body. Like, that there was a glove splatter on, on him. Like, he whooped that ass. He just didn't get the finish that a lot of people who, quite frankly, had never seen John Ryder fight, and guilty as charged, um... But there was a lot of people who just assumed that Canelo was going to run through this guy. It was basically going to be a professional wrestling um, squash match. And again, it kind of was. Like, th this was this was not a close fight. This was not a competitive fight. This was Canelo. Um, all or one judge gave him every round plus a knockdown. Two judges gave him, what, what would that be? Eight or um, ten rounds um, out of the twelve, right? Yes. Yes. So... Like, it's not close. 
This was not a remarkably competitive bout all the way down to the last bell. This was Canelo completely dominating a guy for 36 minutes of hand-to-hand combat. Like, I, I feel like the Canelo is screwed, this is the time to fight him notion here is getting a little bit overblown. Was this a perfect performance from Canelo Alvarez? I don't think so. There's some things that I would like to see improved upon. And again, who am I to talk about one of the pound-for-pound greatest of all-time fighters? And you know what? I know what you're doing. A couple things I'd like to see tweaked. But there's a couple of things that you could see tweaked from Canelo. But overall, a pretty strong performance, I felt, from Canelo Alvarez in this fight in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Um, as as he picks up a win over John Ryder. For John Ryder, I mean, like, that. this is... People are going to want to see him fight again. Um, I don't know if people are going to be calling for... If Canelo does go back up to 175 pounds, I don't know if anyone's going to be saying, oh, all right, we'll give Benavidez John Ryder then. But people... Ryder will fight on a, a free-to-zone card, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that dude. Oh, yeah, he was tough. How, let, let's see what he's doing. Like, he... Just by way of fighting Canelo, he has now kind of graduated a level here um, at 168. And so, you know what? Good for him. I I wasn't particularly impressed, again, aside from the fact that he is tough as balls. Um, th- there was a couple of shots that landed with relative impact. The, the uppercut seemed to be where he had the most success. But again, like they, they were talking about it on the broadcast. And I, pr- I thought the broadcast had a particularly rough night. But they were talking about it on the broadcast where the weapon that Ryder needed to employ a little bit more was that jab. There was not enough jabs coming from uh, John Ryder to really purposefully knock Canelo off until kind of a little bit later on in the fight. Um, that, that still seems like something that Canelo might be a, a little bit... Um, vulnerable to but again like this this strikes me as the goalie conversation where it's oh man you know what his weakness is really hard wrist shots from uh top shelf it's like yeah so fucking everyone's man like that that's the thing like there aren't a whole lot of guys where you're like you know what he does handles a jab really well um like there's a reason why that is a basic punch and is used to set everything up because it's really fucking effective when you can just like paw through and get a, a good jab going like there's obviously shitty jabs but when you have a professional fighter who has a decent one, yeah, it's, it's going to be a weapon for you. So I, I thought that could have been utilized a little bit more from John Ryder in this one. Um, but, I mean, like, he, you're not going to come forward against Canelo because he's just going to knock your block off. But I, I thought John Ryder handled himself well, and I, I at least will be interested the next time he steps into the squared circle. In terms of a, a couple of notes on the, the Canelo performance, one of the things I loved about kind of peak Canelo, and... Make no mistake from my, my previous comments there, this is not Pete Canelo, right? Like, he, he is not that dude anymore. Um, I don't think he has fallen off to the extent that a lot of people say he has. Like, he, he is still, I think, one of the, like, top five fighters in the world right now. And that, that whole Javonta Davis uh, is the face of boxing, Canelo is still the face of boxing. Let, let's not mince any words here. But... One of the things that I thought Pete Canelo did so very well is I don't think there was anyone at that time better at setting up their punches. Punch one led to punch two, led to punch three. And maybe punch one wasn't the exact one he was looking for, but it was setting up a third punch. There is a whole lot of headhunting going on from Canelo now. Like, it basically seems like his strategy, he'll throw the jab out there, and he will try to, to get you moving a little bit over to the, the right so you can kind of walk into his power shot. Even his power shots, like that, that were getting blocked, 
were landing. And he definitely dropped Ryder quite a bit, but I don't know if it was because he's fighting at a higher altitude, but this is kind of something we've seen a little bit, so I, I do think that it is a trend. The, the Canelo that is going to set up a whole lot of things does kind of seem like he's gone now. Um, he is much more one big shot at a time, which... I don't necessarily love. And I do think when you are going up against the, the Benavides, um, I mean, maybe, but I, I do think that like he, again, still really, really good. Really, 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 really good. Like there is no question about that. Um, at, at any point, I don't believe, but I do think that th there was a bit of an improvement that could be made. I think another, um, thing of note, and he said he was fine after, but I don't know how many power punches he threw with his left hand, but it couldn't have been more than a little bit. He, he was not using that left hand as much more than something to just kind of take up space a little bit. There were even some times he just threw a lead straight right, which you never see in boxing. Um, so I, I wonder if that left hand was bothering him a little bit because the only power shots were coming from his right hand. So I, I don't like... I'm sure his left hand was feeling well enough that it could be used as a jab um, and and as something to, to maybe land to the body a little bit. But in terms of a punch that was able to do real significant damage, it didn't seem like he had the confidence to throw that a whole lot. And so maybe that can kind of help with what I was talking about before with potentially setting something up because you don't want to set something up to only use a hand that feels busted, right? So... I, I, overall, again, I think a very strong performance from Canelo. It certainly was not what people were hoping for, but it is still an impressive performance from one of still the great fighters of the sport. Just a couple of quick notes from the undercard. Uh, Julio Cesar Martinez defeats uh, Ronald Batista by knockout in the 11th round. The commentary through the first basically eight rounds of this fight was about how Martinez was letting this kind of slip away like that this was supposed to be Julio Cesar Martinez kind of a, a star making night he is uh, born in Mexico uh, out of Mexico City he was the champion coming into this bout the WBC flyweight champion um he lost a fight back in uh, what was it March 2022 bounces back with a win in December but this was supposed to be like power through this guy and then let's see what else we can do in the flyweight division Instead, it was a little bit underwhelming, and then it just seemed like a switch flip where he was like, oh, I'm just better than this guy. And he ended up just kind of kicking the shit out of him for a while before he does uh, eventually get the knockout. But it was like a switch flip, like, hey, you're better than this. You need to start showing that you're better than this because this is the biggest audience you're going to fight in front of. Uh, Gabriel Golas Valenzuela defeats Steve Spark by split decision. I was very surprised by this decision. I, I thought Spark won most of the rounds. Um, Golas did a, a fair amount in like a lot of rounds where if you wanted to go back and be like, I guess, like if you could squint and see a couple of rounds that, that he did actually come out and, and pick up a win in. Um, but not enough to actually get the decision. I, I thought that was a lot of hometown judging there. I, I didn't think there was any chance that that fight wasn't going to go the way of the 
Aussie. Uh, but overall, it was a really fun night of fights. Um, like I said, I thought the commentary was a little iffy at times, but I've never been a big fan of uh, the, the, the zone commentary teams. Uh, it's always much more fun when a, a fight is on Showtime. But, I mean, overall, a, a fun night of fights. And now for Canelo, my hope is that it's Benavidez next. Um, I... I understand why he wants to conquer that at 175 pounds with um, Dimitri Bivol. Bivol is saying, like, why would I do this again? The reason is because you're going to make a, a lot of money off of it. That's that's why, you know? And so my my guess is they do come to a dollar amount that makes it all right for Bivol to, to basically run that exact same fight back, and we'll see what Canelo Alvarez does then. But he'll probably enter that one as the, the betting underdog because, again, of the perception coming off of this fight, and he did get beat up pretty good in that last one. So it's not... I, I feel like 175 is just a stretch too far for Canelo. I think 168 is kind of that that sweet spot for him at this point in his career, but the the dude's a fighter man, and we we all know um, about that fighter mentality. So this has been your reaction podcast to Canelo versus John Ryder. Um, I'm assuming by the time you are done listening to this, that our WWE Backlash podcast will be on part two of our Reaction Sunday pods. So uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Primetime Klein, twitch.tv slash Primetime PK, and I'll talk to you all later. Like, very, very soon, if you want to listen to a wrestling podcast. Bye.